I've officially arrived at the gym. That's step one. What's step two? I guess just stand here until an idea for a workout routine comes to me? Or maybe step two is flagging down a trainer to help nope, and- Nope, no way. I already spent most of my money on the gym membership. I can probably figure it out myself. Or you could try FitBot. It's an app that builds a workout routine for you based on your goals and fitness level. You can even tell it what equipment you have so you can get a plan that's customized just for you. So FitBot does all the planning for me. I don't have to Google random videos hoping they're right for me? That's right. FitBot actually has exercise demo videos for you too. Plus, a whole year of FitBot costs less than a single session with a trainer. Huh. Maybe I'll finally get more than one workout out of my gym membership this year. Download FitBot today and get a 14-day free trial plus 25% off your subscription when you go to fitbot.me slash getfit. That's fitbot.me slash getfit. Welcome everybody to Unfair Fantasy Sports. This channel is dedicated to literally fantasy sports. My picks for the Frozen Five for the Westgate Super Contest that will come on here as well. And uh, all things fantasy. So thank you for checking us out here on YouTube as well as listening to the podcast wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to. I have with me the OSG. What's going on, my man? I am ready. I am ready. We got the Bills and the Rams in the backdrop going. We're already talking football, so we're ready for week one. You know, I've been waiting yeah. all year. We were talking Sunday. so much on the background in, in, in the green room that again, like, wait a minute, we were start talking about this in front of everybody. I think everybody wants yeah. to hear this, so yeah. <laughs> we probably should start. All right, so we're gonna dive right into this. Oh, is that a rookie rookie safety that just got that pick mm, for the Rams? Yeah, young, they got a young secondary. I don't know. That's not who I thought it was. I thought that was Daxton. Uh, Hill from Tulsa, but no, he plays for the Bengals. Okay. So, Nonetheless. That was a Tulsa boy. Now uh, I wasn't a Tulsa boy. <laughs> Dang. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I want to get excited. But anyway, let's dive yeah. right into the important stuff. Okay, so you have a lineup that we want to dive into. We're going to go with the uh-huh. QB stacks that look like the most, uh-huh. I guess you could say, mm-hmm. beneficial. We'll right. dive into some uh, running back defense uh-huh. stacks. And then mm-hmm. we'll go, of course, wide receivers probably for the rest of the show because I feel like that's well, just a lot of them. That's the that's the one that's going to have the most meat and potatoes this year, especially in daily yes. fantasy, even in your standard fantasy. Yes. But in daily fantasy, yeah. there's a ton. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of value yeah. lower than you expect this year, yeah, especially week one, especially week one, because it's going to be a lot of mispricing in week one. We look at DraftKings. You know, they set these prices several, several weeks ago. You know, they didn't have starting lineups out yet. So a lot of guys that are starting that are that are priced very, very below what, a, what their volume and their position is worth. So there's going to be a lot of value receivers. So when we get to receiver, we're going to spend the most time there. So, you know, we kind of have some few house cleaning rules to, you know, build on them. Some people out here may have not built on DraftKings before, not sure where to get into. So, you know, a few things we kind of talk. You mentioned those quarterback stacks and what that means, you know, stacking these quarterbacks and receivers, picking a quarterback putting one one or two of his pass catchers on the same lineup. You're looking at a receiver or a tight end in some cases, you know, mm-hmm. kind of talk about Kelsey and Andrew. So it's nothing wrong with stacking there, but you get so many fantasy points when you get the quarterback going directly to his receiver. And it's just, you know, you get a lot of points in multiple positions off, off one act. So pay attention to that when we get to that section, um, when we get to running backs and there's some extreme, you know, some Jalen Hurts type running backs, they rush a lot. So sometimes the stacks it in the best, and you can yeah. still kind of get a little bit creative with them, but 
pick and choose those wisely. Um, running back, we're going to talk about a few high ones. But this year, you know, we're going to try to spin it down a little bit more than traditionally. And like we said, a lot of receivers to pick from, chase the ceiling, chase the – Jamar chase too, but chase the ceiling, chase the targets. We're playing in PPR, and that's what, you know, you really want to start your base on. So – I think that's what's most important to remember that is especially in PPRs, if you want to make that money, you need to chase after the guys that's going after volume. Look for those players. Some quarterbacks are super volume guys. You're going to have a lot of volume quarterbacks to go through. You're, I mean, honestly, Mahomes is kind of there-ish, uh, but like Matt Stafford is definitely. Josh Allen, sure. you know, Josh Allen sure. will give you the best of both worlds because he actually disp- uh, he disperses to all his wide receivers and tight end. Mm-hmm. So you got to mm-hmm. have an understanding yep. of who's who. Joe Burrow is a Jamar Chase guy. That's one mm-hmm. you want to tie. So, yeah, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's yep. critical. And as we're watching Josh Allen now right here tonight, you know, I kind of stack him in multiple ways because he's got so many pass catchers. You can get creative. You can go Diggs. You can go Gabe Davis. You can throw Ike McKenzie out there. He wasn't sure what they're going to come out with so got Dawson Knox out there so you got different combinations to play with so when you took at these quarterback stacks don't go for the obvious all the time we know Diggs we know about him but get a little deeper because he came out the gate 10 for 10 he's spreading the ball around out there tonight against the Rams so good example there Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. And then when you're looking at defenses, yes. it's always good to look at the games that have uh, – this is where your Vegas odds comes into play. Look at the games that have mm-hmm. the lowest point total. That's mm-hmm. the defense you want because there's a good chance that's, mm-hmm. that point total is going to be low. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. through that as we go through it. Mm-hmm. So make sure you pay attention. These are all the build rules. Mm-hmm. These yep. are the most important yep. things to understand. We'll give you some of the mm-hmm. top five over-and-unders, the, the bottom five over-unders each, each week, um, mm-hmm. as well as then from there we'll help you with building out – those rosters so we're excited new season yes. new year yes. we're gonna make something happen the goal here is to make that money OSG's new big year, on this me. this is his life new year new Y'all me know, right? <laughs> new year new money and money's gonna be made spoils will be shared so all right OSG I'm gonna start off with some of these games to pay attention to okay and these are your top five over unders for the week now we're only gonna do the Sunday slates Right yes. now. Um, so, of course, you can look at the Sunday night slate if you want to jump into those. The Monday night slate as well. But just as main, the main slate where the money mm-hmm. can really be made um, yeah, with, six, with the most creative six. lineups. These, yes. these are what we got. So, your top five over-unders right now are sitting with the Raiders and Chargers at like 51 mm-hmm. and a half. The mm-hmm. Chiefs and Cardinals at 53. Packers and Vikings at 49. Yeah. Eagles and Lions at 47. And the Patriots and Dolphins at 45. (laughs) Now, this is fascinating to me is that Chiefs and Cardinals, as well as that Packers and Vikings, Mm -hmm. they really think that's going to be a shootout between Kirk Cousins uh, and and, and Aaron Rodgers. Well, the Vikings, the way they play, and of course we have a new regiment. One thing with the Vikings, especially in their dome, they just always get involved in, in shootouts. They have bad defense. Um, and they do have explosive receivers. I kind of think it's a bounce back here. We'll get to a receiver for, you know, like the KJ right. Osborne's of the world. Thielen's getting a little bit older, but could be lean towards that. I do hate kind of touching these fantasy, uh, these divisional games. You know, the Raiders, Raiders, Chargers, Packers, Vikings. I really, you know, I skew away from divisional games, more so the second one. But, you know, when you're kind of trying to go A versus B, kind of always throw that asterisk with the division games. But I really do like the Chiefs, Cardinals. Eagles Lions this week. Those are two of my favorite games, two of my favorite stacks of the week. So uh remember this too. To Aaron Rodgers loves a dome. He That's all dome. I got to say. He loves domes. He loves he's dome. a he's a dome quarterback. All right. Mm-hmm. So our bottom five that we have here are the 49ers and Bears at 42, Saints uh-huh. and Falcons at 42, 
Browns and Panthers, which is interesting, at 43-and-a-half. Giants, Mm -hmm. Titans at 44, and the Jags, Commanders at 44. So that's your bottom five and your top five. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are ones, like I said, you can look at defenses, and you can also Mm -hmm. look at set offenses. And we'll bring in Mm -hmm. the analytics and stuff later um, as the season progresses so that we can actually have an understanding. I'm really big on football outsiders. They provide a lot of great stats and understanding of how each play leads to a true score of performance. Nothing's perfect because every Mm -hmm. week any given Sunday is any given Sunday but it gives you a good baseline to understand where to go so and that's um, a good thing and that's a good thing for the players to remember too have some research out there you know kind of go through something see what some experts are talking about you know run some tools you know think about the football knowledge that you have and then find some type of source that you're comfortable with to help mm -hmm. you get a little bit deeper um, and some of the stats that's out there, like you said, some of the analytic sides, you want to dig a little bit deeper. You kind of talked about the Vegas for the defense. I kind of like to study it. Or, you know, guys that talk about the O-line versus D-line. When you get mismatches in the trenches, when you get quarterbacks that are going to be under pressure for four quarters, you know, those are some defenses that you want too. So because pressure, bus pipes, cause turnovers, plenty of sacks rack up. And, you know, that's a kind of a sneaky way to, to approach a few defenses when you can get that kind of information out there. So keep your research open. Yeah, you're right, and and that's what we do here, and this is why we have yep. this the Unfair Fantasy Sports channel dedicated to all of this. Is we both go to different places to get our research. I'm a big mm-hmm. uh, pro football focus, football outsiders, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. as well as the pregame.com is where I get all my lines from. And you're a big roto grinder. You, you got a few other ones mm-hmm. that you dive into, and so uh-huh. having multiple sources gives you an opportunity to have these conversations that we have. And this is what yep. we hope this is to be is a big conversation. Yep. That will help yep. you all to make a good decision on what you want to go with. And we'll also be yep. posting some uh, optimized line, uh, lineups that we yep. like, just so you mm-hmm. have an idea of what to build around. Um, mm-hmm. So and then luckily see for that you on the Twitter all, account. I take all that research from Rota Grinders. I take it from Established Run. And thankfully for y'all, I take it all and I put it in an article. It'll take you about nine minutes to read and you can get all that research in one spot. OSG report. Get it yeah, there. OSG report. And we'll have some lineups in there with the OSG report for you to check out and leverage for uh, your roster. So we appreciate the OSG mm-hmm. putting that stuff together. We'll have that up on what? Saturday afternoons? Probably Saturday. Yep. Should be. Yeah. Saturday afternoons on the media. Well, definitely page. this Saturday. Always, usually Saturday. Always Saturday. Definitely this Saturday. Hit, you know, every now and then Friday early, but definitely by Saturday. Give you time to let it soak it in over the weekend. Think about it going into Sunday. It's the best time yeah. for it. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you can get up first thing Sunday morning, read the articles, start building your rosters, and boom, you're on the road. So with that, let's dive right into the most uh, important things. Let's, let's go ahead and start jumping into these uh, stacks. Okay. All right. So, so uh, QBs, lead, lead us off, OSG. What you got? Well, what we talked about, you talked about those over-unders. I said, uh, I said Chiefs, Cardinals, and Lions, Philly were two of my favorite games. So we'll start up top with Mahomes. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about not really knowing where that production was going to go. It's got to go somewhere. It's still mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. Still got. Still has a uh, Andy Reid behind him. So I'm kind of wondering. I really think that once I get to Sunday and build, I think I'm gonna kind of going to go a lot of Juju Smith Schuster. I think a lot of people may overlook at overlook him. They think he's washed up with that experience he had the last couple of years in Pittsburgh. But in this type of offense, you know, he's got to. We've seen McCole Hartman. We've seen some guys that they have. But look at those guys they brought in, and they brought him in. They brought in MVS, and they paid MVS to come over. So those may be two receivers, and they're not going to be very expensive on DraftKings. MVS is only four seven, uh, and that's that's value to get if he's a a heavy use receiver with Mahomes this week. So I really like that route going uh, with them two in Kansas City this week. 
I like that I as well. You, and I do think that you can play Travis Kelsey with him. Like that's almost a receiver um, at the tight end position that you can roster. You know, that's his favorite target over the years. You know, we know what the rapport is there. At the end of the day, if the receivers can't get it done, you know he can go to Kelsey at any point. If you don't mind spinning up at tight end this weekend, this week you can find the money to spend up wherever you want to, really. So throw them in. Yeah, the look, mix. don't forget. Look the tight at some ends. of the optimizer. Travis Kelsey's a uh-huh. very high percentage right now, and is definitely a number right. for you to keep paying attention to. Um, okay. I'll say this: adding to what you said, one quarterback and another, the other quarterback on the opposite sides, Kyler Murray. This is the time to yes. play Kyler. If you're going to play yes. him, you play him now. You do not play him in late. September, October, when Call of Duty drops, because statistically, based upon the analytics behind this, his numbers Uh do drop when Call of Duty launches and when there's (laughs) double XP and triple XP weekend. Uh I don't Uh make the rules. It's a running joke. It's a funny joke, but it's the truth. It's the yep. it's, it, the numbers show that he does fall off, which means he's not getting much sleep. It's because mm-hmm. he's playing Call of Duty for hours, and mm-hmm. that's his that's his thing. Well, yeah, yeah, not sleeping, so, not studying, not sleep, not sleeping, not studying. So you know, a little bit of game theory. You mentioned that Travis Kelsey is you know these optimizers they're popping up. So we talked about our focus this year being on the Millie Maker tournament, this large tournament. Where can you get a little bit different? So when you kind of think about ownership getting away from the rest of the field, that's a great time to kind of get off Travis Kelsey and go to those receivers. Uh, because everybody may kind of go towards Kelsey. Yep. That's if you want to go the other way, go towards his receivers. It, same uh, thing. The Cardinals. The Cardinals may go straight after Kelsey too. So he may. They may actually yes. force everybody else in Kansas City. Miko Harmon from Juju Smith Schuster, Marquise Valdez Scanley. They may make them beat them instead mm-hmm. of Travis Kelsey. That's always something to consider with building it. But it's good mm-hmm. to have a Travis Kelsey built because if he does have a blow a breakout week, you can at least have the best tight end. Because, of course, the goal is to have the top guy in each position at the cheapest mm-hmm. price that you possibly yes. can. And yes. that's the value. That's the value. That's the yes. value. That's the value. And that's what we'll mm-hmm. get more into deep value, which is usually at the wide receiver position yes. later on. But as of uh-huh. right now, as far as quarterbacks in that game, you can play both of them. Because I know Kyler's going to get some running yards and he's going to get passing yards. He mm-hmm. always starts the seasons off hot. This is him. Now he's got Marquise Brown. Uh, so he's got Hollywood. Yes. Teammates from college yes. that show some narrative numbers. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Seemed like this, you know, seemed to be a thing. You know, some of these college guys teaming up together in the league, you know, Burrow and Chase is doing it. So I really like that's why I kind of again, I like this game. And when you talk, think about these stacks, you run them back both ways. If you're going to go Mahomes, Kelsey, or Mahomes, MBS, you come back with Hollywood Brown on the other side. If you're going, um, Murray and Hollywood Brown, you come back with Kelsey, you come back with guys from the other side, you come back with a running back from the other side, do all kinds of things, get very creative in these in these games. That's how you kind of get these stacks to pop. You get not just quarterback wide receiver stacks, think game stacks. If this game is going to get a 53 total, if it hits the ceiling like Vegas says, you need some pieces to it. So if you're going to build a yeah. game script with 10 lineups with Mahomes, 10 lineups with Murray, Got to grab some pieces and don't forget Rondell Moore. I kind of like him in Arizona too this week, actually. That's that's a good uh, one. Yeah, especially since know, they don't have uh, DeAndre Hopkins. This this is definitely yes. going to be spread around. Zach Ertz uh-huh. is definitely the yeah. tight end to look at for yes. the Cardinals. So Rondell I mean, Tyler Moore could is spread 4K. It. He's yeah. 4K this week on Draft. Rondell Moore is 4K we'll, on Draft. We'll dive deep into those players we'll next. We'll get there. We'll go we'll next. There. So, all right, um, next game to look at. You you mentioned that you like this, this Lions and Eagles. Now, I think for me, before you give us the true numbers behind everything, 
Uh, my only concern with this one is, and you mentioned this when we talked about building rules, your rules around building your rosters, is having a Jalen Hurts who might not throw the ball a lot. And then he's going against Jared Goff, who might not throw – well, he's going to throw the ball, but he may not throw the ball for a lot of yards. Uh, mm-hmm. That Eagles defense is absurd. Everyone's high so. on that defense. That defensive line mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Their secondary right. is ridiculous. They probably have the best – both as far as like combined players in the league mm-hmm. or at least top five. Mm-hmm. Everyone is raving about mm-hmm. this Eagles defense. I think so from Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Was, I was like, uh-huh. as, as long as if Jalen Hurts is out here running the ball all the time, mm-hmm. that means that mm-hmm. defense is going to get rest. True. So that's something to really think about when it comes to the Lions on the opposite side. Now, what was you going to go with? So I kind of think, you know, Philly, dude, they always have a, a really tight run defense, but analytically they don't draft well in the middle of the field. They, it's always been their tradition. So I think that this game is a quiet game to kind of shoot out. And I think that the way the de- the way Detroit plays, I think it fits against the type of off, uh, type of defense that Philly has. They'll probably mm-hmm. be a good defense for the entire season, but I think where you attack them is in the middle of the field. I think Amon Ross St. Brown, which, you know, Probably will throw Jerry Groff out there, but I do think Brown and Hawkinson to get to him when we get to their positions. But I do think it's a do think it's a kind of a shootout waiting to happen. I think Jalen Hurts is kind of in this sweet spot of six eight on DraftKings. His price, I think he'll have a good game against Detroit. You know, this is not a defense that we're scared of. You know, they're in the dome in Detroit. I think they get up and down, and I think if you want to get a little bit creative, you know, he's tough to stack. We talked about him earlier. He's mm-hmm. running it. He's taking away touchdowns in the red zone with his feet. So sometimes he may end up running for two touchdowns and it's really killing the fantasy value in higher price receivers. I'm interested to see what they do with him. Um, AJ Brown, he is only six, four this week. Um, so Ooh, I kind of wonder really? where he falls into place. He is only six, four this week. So, um, you know, he is a number one receiver. We know his talent. We know his skill level, you know, Devontae playing Smith in the dome. Is, I think that's the thing to really dome. think about. They playing in the dome. Devontae Smith is five, five over there. Um, you got Dallas Goddard. So you can kind of get a little creative if you really think that they are going to try to take a step forward in his past game progression. And this is the week to attack it if you do, because I really think this game, you know, Detroit's not going to, they're not going to put up a fight defensively. So I think they can go both ways because, you know, we talked about in the preseason show, I really love Amon Ross St. Brown. So I think there's a few pieces that you can get a little bit uh-huh. sneaky. So you can go. Jaylen I'm going to ask about him. He, he's one yeah. I was going to definitely ask about as far as the stacks go. Is he uh-huh. someone that we should really go after? I mean, the Jared Goff play is probably the most yes. terrifying of them all. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get out of him with this regime. Nope. He has not been he good since slot. he's gone to Detroit. He loves this slot. Look how he, he finished does. the season. He loves this slot. He loves this slot. If, you know, you might see the offense take a step forward. But, again, matchup base. Not going to be some weeks that we're going to look at him. All matchup base. They attack, you know, Philly gives it up in the middle of the field. And it's a tight end in the slot. And it's a matchup favorable for them at uh at home. So, I don't hate it, really. It's rough. No, and sometimes you, you just – yeah, you close your eyes and pick, but that's the millie maker. That's where you get a little bit loose at, you know. Jerry did. I mean, so Jared Goff did throw. He he played in only uh, fourteen games last year, so he didn't uh-huh. play a full season. But his numbers were down. You know, right. he went from those four thousand yard seasons all the way to thir- mm-hmm. forty six hundred yard seasons to mm-hmm. thirty two. Mm-hmm. Percentages were hey. up. But yeah. he wasn't throwing needed touchdowns. Brown to, yeah, he needed Brown to yards. he needed Brown to yeah, he needed Brown to progress because before that his number one receiver was Marvin Jones and you know, he can't progress with that. Right. But you know right. take a step Missing forward. Him and yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, can yeah. sack him with DeAndre Swift, really. And Swift coming out the background again or coming out the backfield. Phillies it's the line it's the linebacker in their safety core that makes them vulnerable. So Swift coming out, catching balls against opposing linebackers, that's where you want to attack them. So 
you know, I kind of like it. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yeah, there's a lot of Philly stacks that I'm seeing in here. A lot of Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. with Dallas Goddard on uh, the optimizer, uh-huh. and I'm yes. I'm definitely in favor of that. It's probably in some of these about 12% of the 100 rosters mm-hmm. that I've done. I've done two out of 100. It mm-hmm. looks like uh, Jalen Hurts is definitely big when it comes to that. Perfect. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Scrolling down like Joe, like Joe Burrow this week. Uh, you know, it is a divisional game that kind of moves him down a little bit. But I do think a double stack with Chase – and T. Higgins, I think you just play Burrow, go for the two receivers because that's where we know they're going to go. They're heavy favorites at home despite the division matchup. Pittsburgh just may not be the defense, at least to start the season, that we're usually scared of. So I don't necessarily hate him this week either. I don't think it's the defense that's the problem with the Steelers. I think it's the the Mitchell Trubisky portion of it, more so because they don't know what their quarterback is. Now, I'm not super low on Trubisky I think he is an NFL quarterback I think the only problem the thing about him is that Nagy set him up for failure because they weren't super they were super creative his first year which led him to a Pro Bowl and 12 and 4 Mm -hmm. record and then after (laughs) that trying to keep doing the same thing over and over and thinking people won't figure it out got him Mm -hmm. destroyed and Mm -hmm. so that's why they had to move on from him I think that he can be a capable quarterback for this Steelers uh, offense. The question is, mm-hmm. can the defense keep up, um, or is he going to put the defense in compromising situations? It's one thing that I always say. I say this about any time I talk about football. The offense needs to help the defense, and the defense needs to help the offense. The offense needs yeah. to help the defense by keeping the ball as long as possible, and the defense needs to get the other offense off the field as fast as possible. By doing that, yeah. that's how you're helping each other, and it's a better yin and yang. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this quarterback situation is going to look like. Now, receiver-wise, what he got Deontay Johnson. Is Washington still there? And he got the rookie. He got a, which, you know, I don't mind him. This is George Pickens. Like, if they – Yeah, Pickens is who everybody's all over. Yeah, I mean, they still got Claypool. You know, that's and they got Claypool, which so, I have so him on one of my fantasy teams. So, yeah, they showing the the report preseason reports is that you know Claypool is a two receiver. George Pickens comes into the three wide receiver sets. That's at so least what he started. So he's at the slot. He is only four one on DraftKings. We'll get to wide receiver. I know we keep saying we'll get to wide receiver later, but you know he's <laughs> have a whole hey, segment know, about wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. He's but in the stack the situation, yeah, I don't know I'm if you not. throw Trubisky out there with him or would, not you, would you? I would just play Pickens this week. I'm not landing on Trubisky, but you know, it, again, if you're playing the Millie Maker, if you're actually building and throwing 150 lineups out there, then hey, you know, go for it. Anything is possible out there, but he is not on my short list of quarterbacks um i went for burrow i got lance written down not sure if i'm thrilled about him at 6k it might be a little rain in chicago i don't know but i'm kind of taking a wait and see approach on lance i don't know i'm still jury's kind of still out on him i told you to golf at 5-4 and then my two if i had to go cheap at quarterback two sneaky plays are like i'm trying to see what they're gonna do with Jameis winston's down here in new orleans you know they kind of limited the playbook on him last year before he got hurt um, but I think he's got a pretty decent offensive behind him. It's not necessarily because of Michael Thomas. It's more so about this rookie, Chris Olave. You actually got a decent yeah. number one receiver, and and then you throw Michael Thomas into the mix as not a number one receiver, but just can he hold up and just be a two or three guy? You still got Kamara coming out the backfield, but Olave, he plays downfield. He's the deep ball. That's Winston's sweet spot, so wonder if they kind of let him go. And they got a game, and they're at Atlanta. It's not a it's not a better matchup in the world that you can ask for to come out the gate than that's Atlanta secondary. So I don't really hate him at five three. I mean he's cheap, you know. Yeah, I think the concern with with 
New Orleans is we don't know what their offense is going to be. No more Sean mm-hmm. Payton. Now we've got to right. see what somebody else is going to make up. And Jameis on one leg, yeah, that you know, yeah. coming off that injury from last year, we, sure. we've got concerns. Sure, we have concerns. Sure, sure, sure. You know, and again, talking about a, a, a one week sample. You know, good matchup. And you'll never get, especially Olave, you're going to never get him this cheap. If he's the baller that we think he's four or five, he's going to be a number one receiver. And he's 4,500 on DraftKings, you know. Right. And, and we've seen, you know, yeah, there's some concerns about Winston, but we've seen Winston throw the ball for 350 yards. We've seen him throw it for 325. We talked about your PPR sites, knowing where you're on. There's a 300-yard bonus. And at 5'3", if he gets 300 yards passing, the same as, say, uh, you know, Herbert at 7'6", you know, that's $2,000 savings. So you got to look at it, you know, again, depend on your build and where you're leaning, how many lineups you're going out there. You know, don't hate them. And the last quarterback, we skipped one guy. Speaking of up high, we did kind of skip over Lamar Jackson earlier up top 7-3. I mean, it's the Jets. I mean, it's the Jets. I mean, every. I mean, it's the Jets. Him and Mark Andrews, I mean, it's just stacked there. But, I mean, it's the Jets. I'll say here's my concern with that. Well, so, one, it's a revenge game for Joe Flacco. He's the starting quarterback. Flacco. Because uh, Wilson is out. That Ravens defense should be more stout. They are a seven-point favorite. I can totally see them getting up big early and then Uh not playing Lamar at all later in the game. That's what concerns me about running with the Lamar Jackson. I don't know how many scores he's going to get. Plus, Greg Roman's already said that they're going to cycle through a lot of running backs, including Kenyon Drake. So we're going to see a lot of running out of them. And that, as far as a QB wide receiver stack, I wouldn't touch mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, even though I think Rashad Bateman's going to have a ridiculous season this year. I think he's going to break out, and he'll be the receiver that Lamar's needed. Mm-hmm. Now that he's healthy, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm. Oh, my only concern one, is that Greg Roman's going to they're going to run. Yeah, I think one. I think week one you could put him with Mark Andrews. Eventually, got to throw the ball. You know, it's a, it's a pass league. I got. I had the Ravens earlier this week as only it's four the Jets, and a half though. point favorites. It's the Jets. It's only a four and a half point favorite, so that's not like a. 10 point favorite it's not a 13 point favorite but they're a, a seven point that, favorite on the road uh so are the 49ers for that matter at six and a half at least so i don't know you know uh, yeah that again, concerns just, me when you have a spread that yeah. high which i think three is still the number for the most part um sure. that means that if they're at home they're a 10 point favorite against the jets in baltimore that's high Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah yep yep and then the last quarterback that you can you know, name and it's an ugly one. And that's I've been talking about him since the preseason. That was just Baker Mayfield. He's got Cleveland week one. It's the chance to jump on him and DJ Moore. I think he's gonna come out fire. He's an emotional guy. And yeah. um, you know, again, depending on how many lineups you're going out there, I don't hate a, a Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore's stack. I mean, to be perfectly honest, Neither. guys like guys like DJ Moore, um, you know, it's gonna be his best quarterback he's ever had. Unfortunately, you know, there's gonna be some guys that we can say that out out here. And that's the case. And so for this week one sample, I don't hate that sack to DJ Moore. No, I, I agree with you there. That, that's a that's a very good point. I I yeah. like I like Baker week one because mm-hmm. as much as the Browns are gonna want to pretend like they know him so well and they'll be prepared for him, they're not gonna be. Um no. they they have who's they that, Jacoby with. Brissett's the starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't and we don't know what exactly Carolina because you know, and honestly out here in Carolina they still are saying that they're not going to scale back Christian McCaffrey's work. 
So it's still going to be a balanced offense. And when he has, you know, when he's pushed into a throwing situation, you know, as long as he's not at her throwing 40 times a game, you know, maybe they let him rip a little bit more, maybe get some dump offs. But I still think it's a, a offense that's going to somewhat move because it's somehow miraculously moved with worse quarterbacks than he is, you know, if you can believe that. So, yeah. I mean, and, and, that- and to be honest, I think Baker does a lot better when he's not throwing over 35, 40 times. Kind of like Jameis Winston is always my feeling. Yeah. As long as he's mm-hmm. not throwing the ball over uh, 30 times in a game, it seems like he plays his best. Um, yeah. So he, he'll probably be a lot more efficient. Yeah. I can buy that. I can buy that. So that's all I got for running backs. You know, I originally said running backs first, but we've been kind of on these receivers, especially in these stacks. So I'm like, we go straight there. That's where we spend most of this time anyway. Uh, yeah, let's dive right kinda, into the wide receivers now. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll go yeah. right wide yeah. receivers, um, and then yeah. we'll close out with some running backs and defense. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we had went up Mahomes and Herbert up top with receivers, but, you know, that Chargers-Raiders game, did not really hound Derek Carr. You can play him. You know, Devontae Adams is up top at 8-1. I wasn't really high coming on him into the season, and being that he's coming out the gate as the most expensive receiver this week on DraftKings, I don't think that he's going to make it into a lot of my lineups. Now, again, it's so much value that you can reach up for anybody. Um, Justin if Jefferson. That feels like a trap, and I'm going to be honest. I think so. I do believe so, too. I don't. I think I'm – I would not be surprised if I don't have a uh, – you could come back on me. I wouldn't be surprised if I don't have a single Raider in my lineup. And if I would probably week one, probably lean more Hunter Renfro than Devontae Adams just because of the price savings. But I'm not I'm not going to force him in there at 5'8". I think there's a lot of good plays below him. But, you know, the original player pool, he's in there. I think uh, you go Renfro or Josh Palmer. Palmer has been – they've been high on him, like very yeah. high. And it feels mm-hmm. like they're going to try to find a way to integrate him into the offense because that that's just been the reports out of – uh, training camp is they're really high on Josh Palmer. They just got to get him the ball. And that the hard part is getting him the ball when you have a guy like Justin Herbert out here that can slang that thing. Um, there's a good chance that he can take away from Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. The problem I have with Mike Williams is that every time you play him, he's always hurt. But right. then when you don't play him, he out there just eating. So, yeah, I, I've been burnt by him numerous times in my season longs. Right. He is good to have just in case. But I think Josh Palmer is someone to really look at if you want to go cheap and just to have somebody. He may score a touchdown or two as their slot guy. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, got Adams up top. We got Justin Jefferson at 7-8 up there. If you kind of really think that Packers-Vikings game gets back and forth, Justin Jefferson is kind of receiving play every week because they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. He's going to be this number receiver, and he's going to get his numbers no matter what. Um, and speaking of that, there's one or two uh-huh. things that's going to probably happen in these Vikings games is they're going to either be in a shootout or they're going to get the, the doors blown off of them to where they're going to be throwing the ball nonstop, which is re- really where a lot of Kirk Cousins stats come from is him having to make up ground and come back in a game. And so statistically, he throws for a ton of yards. He throws for a right. hell of a lot of numbers, but you always see it as more of a coming from behind type situation. So we'll see what it looks like with this new regime. I'm not sure if I'm sold on the coaching staff yet, but at the same time, um, there's a good chance that Cousins in this game at home in the Dome goes back and forth with our boy sure. Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one. The, and, you know, there's a big drop. It's 7-8 at Jefferson. Then you kind of come down to Chase at 7-1. That's why I didn't mind that Burrow chase stack. He kind of getting some ceiling play at a little bit of a discount. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen behind him at 7K. I kind of think he's a little over – well, I won't say overpriced, but I think that Mike Williams takes him over, who's only 6-6. 
still trying to figure out where I want to place Tyreek Hill in the priority category of six eight. I don't know. It really is going to be a lot of dependent heavy quarterback play. I'm not a Tua guy, not a Tua fan. You know, the kind of way you talked about Jerry Goff, I kind of talk about Tua like that. Like, I just can't get on board with him, which makes you not be a fan of his pass catchers. Yes, they can create this offense. If you get this man this ball in open space, he can produce. But, you know, that's a big difference in quarterback when you go from Patrick Mahomes to Tua. Yeah, no matter how point. you slice it, no matter how good you are, I just I don't know. Um think we can do better. I, Terry McLaurin does ball at 6'5", but do we really want to touch the Washington offense out the gate week one against Jacksonville? I just don't know. That's at I the mean, they're playing against Jacksonville, ball. though. They're That's playing Jacksonville. Uh, it's a Doug Peterson-led team, so offensively they should be better, but it is them, and at the same time, I don't think Carson Wentz is um, that bad. I think he'll be better at Washington. I can understand that. That's why I got to throw these ideas off people just to see if I'm make sure I'm crazy. If I'm crazy or not is usually what I'm trying to do. So. I mean, everybody's been down on him. I mean, well, technically every, yeah, you've been down on him since Philly and all those injuries. And then as well as the fact that the Colts was like, we don't want you anymore. And they, everyone feels like he's a locker room cancer. Um, I don't. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think that he'll be bad. Right. This yep. One. Yep. Yep. Yep, we moved down 6-4, you know, A.J. Brown. And while we talked about Brown and Hurts, you know, you know Brandon Cook, 6-3. I have a hard time kind of touching the Houston Texans offense this week at 6-3, but he could be a good play. You know, Davis Mills kind of threw that ball around. It depends on if you're scared of the Colts defense or not. It is a divisional game, so it's not one of my favorite plays of the week. Uh, Hollywood Brown, 6-2, you know, stop me if you're thinking something. I talked about St. Brown at 6-1. You know, I love him. And then Higgins at 6-1, part of that Burrow stack. That's why I kind of like the value, kind of get a price right across the board. Burrow, 6-4, Chase, 7-1, Higgins, 6-1. That's not really a bad stack coming out the I'm game. Seeing a lot, I'm seeing a lot of T. Higgins A lot of right T. Higgins, now. yes. A lot of yeah, T. Higgins. Six. I'm seeing a lot of Marquise Valdez-Scanley, which Valdez-Scanley uh-huh. is what? What's his price? He is right only 4-7, 4-7. That's pretty good. 4-7. For a man that got paid to come to Kansas City to play with Patrick Mahomes, so I mean he's a burner. Out there. He's a burner. He's a burner downfield. So. Yeah, he's that's and that's where his game is. Is downfield. They lost Tyreek Hill. Not that he's Tyreek Hill by no stretch of the imagination, but they needed a specific position field. And that's who they chose to go get. You know, not that. And I understand day, he but, was you know, yeah. he was good for Aaron Rodgers at that position. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for downfield, he just didn't get a lot. He just with Devontae Adams just wasn't any more targets to go around. It's all he threw it to. So yeah, you know, kind of like Juju, we don't know what we're getting in this new offense. So at these prices, and speaking of Juju, if we keep going down, because I'm probably going to pass on Mooney at five seven. The industry loves Pittman at five five. Really? But yeah, yeah. I'm seeing really a lot of him in the optimizer. A lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity, which means that a lot of the field is going to be on them. So sometimes when you see these guys in the optimizer, it means a lot of people are going. A lot of field is going to have them. So you figure out which of these over high owned guys, high ownership. Because again, we're playing the Millie Maker tournament. Three hundred thousand people in this tournament. So if everybody is playing Pittman, I don't want to play Pittman. You know, I'd rather play uh, Juju at five two. Uh, give me Kirk at five one. Give me you know move around. You know get some players in that area and pivot off of them if you can. You know now one so that I'm know. looking at that is really low on the optimizer that I think should get more play is Devo Samuel. 
Trey Lance is not going to – Trey Lance is going to throw the ball a lot in this first game. They're going right. to run it because the Niners do run it, and Debo is going to be able to run it as well as catch. Mm-hmm. But I think that Trey Lance is really going to leverage more Debo Samuels than George Kittle as like mm-hmm. his security blanket to make mm-hmm. sure that he's – you know to, to have someone to go to because Debo's got something to prove. Sure. And I think that that's one to truly think about when it comes to yards um, and 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 PPR. I think Debo's one that really keep in your mind. Now everyone's not very high on Trey Lance right now. I not get yet. it because we not don't yet. know. Not yet. Um, he hasn't looked impressive in anything that he's played in. But at the same time, it feels like they put him in situations where he wasn't supposed to look impressive. But Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan has had an entire summer to really scheme things up with him. Hopefully they've mm-hmm. spent a lot of time together. He didn't look mm-hmm. good in camp, what everybody's saying, but I think right. that he will end up a lot better um, statistically this year than we expect because mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan is just a freaking wizard yeah. when it comes to that. He's coming after gating 6K in this matchup. You know, the 49ers are six-and-a-half-point roll favorite, so there's something. I mean, he's – predicted to be better than Justin Fields this week. That's all that we do know. Cause you know, 49ers one of these teams that's kind of wait and see approach. We just don't know what the backfield like, you know, that's the that's just the offense that I never really know what to do with and I just don't know what they're coming out with gate one. You can use that when you're trying to make some lineups around it because some people may take that approach and not play the lineup. But for if you get it right, if you can guess Trey Lance right and if you even stack them the right way, if he's stackable, if he's not running, if he's going to produce enough pass yards, can he, you know, can he sustain a wide receiver to have durable fantasy value? That's the question. That's one thing when you're kind of looking at the receiver. Can this quarterback sustain this production for him? And a lot of question marks with Trey, with Trey Lance this week, you know, depending on how That's deep you're getting when you're building these lineups, depending on how deep you're getting. Um, I think Christian Kirk at 5-1, hate the team, but, you know, New number one receivers got some rapport going with Lawrence, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, he might be a roster filler when you get to that spot, but he's not like the first guy I'm clicking in either, but I don't hate him, you know, cause he is the number one receiver. That's yeah. all we can tell with Jacksonville and they play in Washington. I don't think we really got to be scared of that matchup. Um, they are in the bottom of that totals that you mentioned. Um, KJ Osborne, four, nine, you know, Thielen might catch these red zone touchdowns, but I kind of think Thielen's going to look old this year. He was kind of starting to look old last year. Got to get these youngsters involved. Uh, if if that game shoots out, you talked about Green Bay, Minnesota. I think KJ Osborne, and when we get to tight end, Irv Smith. I think you could be sneaky and be different if you kind of want to get out of paying up for Justin Jack or Jefferson, or if you're trying to find somewhere to double stack Cousins or something, or just getting pieces from that game. I, I always like KJ Osborne. Listen, last year gets a you know, same system, same quarterback, you know, similar offense. Cook is here. You know, consistency for these young guys. So I don't hate him coming into this year. 4-9 is not a bad price. And after that, that's where all these cheap guys come in. I mean, a lot of names. We talked about Chris Olave. He's 4-5. If you really think Davis Mills is going to throw 300 yards, keeps doing that. Nico Collins is 4-2. He's going to be the number two receiver behind Brandon Cooks. And it's not like Brandon Cooks is just a guy that you have to throw it to all the time. You got George Pickens at 4-1. We talked about Rondell Moore, 4K. You brought up Joshua Palmer. He's only 3-8 on DraftKings this week. So if you think he can get in the mix in this Chargers-Raiders upbeat game, a lot of different ways to go. Uh, Jahan Dotson, if you can believe that, at 3-4. Rookie yeah, first what's round up with pick. Jahan Dotson? Well, first round pick, 16th overall with Washington. You don't draft a guy 16 in the draft and not intend on playing him. 
only target Fair. competition. We talked about Terry McLaurin. You said Carson Wentz isn't that bad of a receiver. So when you're looking at where can I spin down at because I'm trying to pay up for I want Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson in my lineup and Jamar Chase, maybe I throw Jahan Dotson in there three four for some value. That's a good point. So this is where you so when you're digging deep into these guys, these aren't guys that I'm saying start your lineup with. This is where your value comes in. Hit and miss because if you can guess right on some of these guys, hey, that's the value. That's where you're getting at. Um, uh, Kadarius Tony, if you think that the Giants will do anything with the football in their hands, we talked about MVS at four seven, Hardman right behind them at four six, um, Wandale Robinson. He's a rookie. He is only three K this week on DraftKings. Really? So he is, and that's the minimum bottom price that you can actually be on DraftKings. He is in uh, one day. He's a rookie out of the Giants. So, you know, Daniel Jones. Might be a sneak. He's been, he's been, Daniel Jones, he's been bad. We've seen him be bad, but, hey, supposed to be better. You know, reports are that Saquon Barkley is healthy. And so you got the, because um, it was the Bills offensive coordinator that's now the New York Giants head coach. So if you bring that offense, if you bring that type of attack, talented running back, uh, Daniel Jones is a scrambler. He can run with the ball. He's not the worst quarterback, but he's just in a bad, terrible offense. So Wondell Robinson, 3K, only other receiver they ain't going to roll out of in front of him is uh, Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Toney, who's on the fence. So value, you know, depending on how many lineups you're playing, you can, some people you can pick out of. So yeah, that is wide receiver, finally. <laughs> has a lot of wide receivers. And I'll, I'll, we'll make sure to post these players. We'll post them on the Twitter account. Follow us at yes. Unfair Sports. We're going to get an OSG Twitter handle going sometime soon as well. But mm-hmm. um, definitely follow us on Twitter at Unfair Sports. You'll see these lineups, these these players that we're recommending. I'll have the uh-huh. graphics put together and everything with their names and everything for you to be able to, to dig through and mm-hmm. uh, try to build those rosters. So, all yes. right. As we prepare to uh, wrap things up, also follow us on Instagram at unfair underscore sports on that one because I didn't get that handle early enough. But uh, you'll see a lot of these highlights and videos there as well as on the YouTube channel. Just search for unfair fantasy sports. If you do find us on unfair Mm -hmm. sports, you'll see a link to the fantasy sports channel. All right, OSG, let's wrap this bad boy up. So put a bow on it. Uh, Defenses, running backs. Running backs, you know, don't have to tell you that Jonathan Taylor is going to be a probably a pretty good play. Not sure about the Derrick Henrys. You can play Christian McCaffrey's this week. Some sneaky guys, you know, if we think that uh, the Bengals are going to be this heavy home favorite, you can save a little money and go with Joe Mixon at 71. I don't always like playing him because he's not really in the passing game. I do think James Conner for the Chiefs is going – or not for the Chiefs. He's going against the Chiefs. For the Cardinals with Chase Edmonds out of town at 7K, he'll get most of the runs. He can catch the ball out the background. I think he's going to dominate, and he gets those red zone touches. You know, they used to run Kyler Murray. They used to run Kyler Murray a lot out there, but I think that's because they didn't have a running back to do so. Chase Edmonds not a in-between-the-tackles guy. They get down there. They're giving the ball to Connor. Uh, he's only 7K. I kind of talked about these bill rules this year with the uh, Millie Maker. Trying to save it running back a little bit. Such a high variance position. You can get hmm. this production all over. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he's 6'8". A lot of offense is going to run through Aaron Jones at 6'7", with Devontae Adams out of town. We talked about Barkley at 6'1". All of a sudden, Antonio Gibson at 5'8". Oh, I don't want to play him. He was losing the work. He was going to be the starting back, uh, running back, but you know, unfortunately, Robinson, you know, gets robbed and shot 
and he's out for a couple of months, which is crazy. That's bad news. Not just the sports injuries. That's terrible. But from that's a fantasy standpoint, it's terrible in general. But you know, from a fantasy standpoint, all of a sudden, Antonio Gibson is dom- back to dominating the backfield. Yeah, you got JD McKissick catching balls, but here he is, um, ATN at five six in Jacksonville. If you think Jacksonville's moving the ball, you know that Jacksonville Washington game. It's at the bottom of the Vegas total, but they got a lot of cheap players. So unless the game ends ten to seven, unless it ends ten to seven, which it probably won't, because even at a uh, forty-four total, you're looking at a twenty-four to twenty-one game. That's a couple of touchdowns, and they're all cheap. So that's where ATN kind of makes the or Gibson. Don't ever put opposing running backs in the same lineup, but you know they can be in the player pool this week. Um, I do like Travis Etienne. I do yes. like the idea of him being out there, not only as a runner, but also a pass catcher. Yes. Trevor Lawrence yes. trusts him. I, yes. I, I sense we may get some yeah. good PPR out of him. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at, you know, uh, Lawrence and then ATN at 5-6, Kirk is 5-1. It's a lot of value there. It's a lot of value. In a, uh, and that's where you kind of don't get too stuck on Vegas. It's just a starting point. It's all these little bit of twos, and that's why you got to each deep week really got to dive deep into those players and see who's mispriced, especially in week one for the production that they may get uh, coming out the gate. So I don't hate him. You know, I'm interested to see. I I, I hate the the who is New England playing? Uh, they're playing the Dolphins. Dolphins. I, I don't like Belichick. Division Belichick game. versus I, the Dolphins. I am not. Especially no, now that Flores but, is gone from there. I, I don't know what this new right, head coaching regime right, is going to look like. Right, I don't trust right. any of it yet. Um, you could make a case for, and the only thing I was getting at was you could make a case for Ramondre Stevenson. James yes. White is retired. Um, he's outplaying Damian Harris. He's getting raised from Belichick. So you know what that means, that he's going to run the ball and that they'll give it to him until you fumble. And if in the red zone, if they get into the red zone, they are going to run the football. He's only 5'5". Five, five. So, again, a running back that you can plug in here that may get 20 carries, that has a shot at 100 yards because of that, and has some goal line touchdown equity if they get there. He'll get those touches. So, he's in the pool. Out. He's in the pool. There's, I mean, there's a the good pool. chance that Damien Harris gets some good carries too as well. I think he's, I think that sure. they're going to run a, the dual back workload like they've sure. always done. You know, like the Rex sure. Burkheads and the, sure. Sure. the the Bolden and the James yeah. White yeah. type offense. Belichick is giving these head games out there talking about him and his pass blocking. So he's sounding like he may not come off the field if he trusts him out here. You know how Belichick is. So, you know, right. we and, don't have anything to go with that, by. we got what Matt Patricia out there with Joe Judge running the offense. I'm, I don't know. They're running the football. Feel, They're running the football. Like it's not a fast I'm, offense. I'm terrified for Mac Jones. I thought Mac Jones was going to have a breakout year this year. I thought that he was going to have a chance. And when I heard that, I was like, nah, nope, this nope, don't. No Jacoby Abort. Myers. Abort. No Mac Jones. No Jacoby Myers. And then the last two running backs, cheap five. Miles Sanders at 5'4". I talked about loving that Philly game. Are you scared of the Detroit uh, – defense probably not i think that was the game last year that philly just ran all over i think it was detroit in that game last year they just ran all over detroit and they all took turns running over them and uh i really like the philly detroit game and then last but not least there is a rookie you know we don't know what pacheco is going to do but maybe ceh you know again it's this matchup it's the chiefs it's the cardinals all these guys are viable if you think got you know who's going to get you know some run and some valuable spots we think of them as this past team but you know you got to run the football at some point. You got to throw it at some point to a running back. So don't hate the play. Um, 
I don't have a lot of a lot for defense yet this week outside of go cheat probably, getting some of these shootouts, get wild. You know, we can look at these defensive line rankings and see who's some of the better defensive lines. Now, you'll be surprised that we talked about that golf thing. Philly and Detroit will actually come in as some of the better ranked old lines in the league, even if you don't like yeah. the production that's coming behind it. But that stands for good pass protection. That gives you good time in the line. So by the time we get to the OSU report, we'll have a little bit more on some D lines. But um, just off the top, I kind of like the sneaky. I kind of like the Bengals defense against uh, Trubisky out the gate. Um, uh, I kind of like the Ravens defense at the Jets. I think that we could sneakily look at the Panthers against the Browns. That probably is. I love really, that one. Yeah, I love the, the Panthers defense because of, I mean, Jacoby Brissett. I, and I don't think Jacoby Brissett's yeah. a bad quarterback. I just don't know what him. Well, he's got Amari Cooper, and and this just feels like Amari Cooper was sent off into purgatory when they sent him to yeah. the Browns. Uh, yeah. Like it's like, all right, we can go ahead and just end your career now. But you I, I do. <laughs> I can totally see them connecting a lot. Um, this because Amari has a lot to prove. Now the question is, sure. is he's going to really be productive there in Cleveland? But I do like this Panthers defense against the Browns. I'm I'm just not sold on Jacoby really dominating. I guess you could say. Now understand this: that when we're talking about this, there's going to be circumstances where we're going to play an offense or a um we're going to play an offense or a defense that for the most part, are contradictory to each other. And this is my point behind this. You have a situation here where the Jaguars defense is one to truly consider. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I'm looking at this Jaguars defense against the, the Commanders. Now, yeah. I've talked about Carson Wentz and I've talked him up. So in some sure. lineups, you may want to leverage this. But if you want to sure. hedge your bet, sure. You yeah. may want to jump on that Jags defense because yeah. th- that Josh nice. Allen might uh-huh. have a nice game against that commander's uh-huh. offensive line. And they, um, and they right and there at the 2,500. Yeah, yeah, they're 2,500. And honestly, both of those defenses are 2,500. Like the commanders are 25, Jags are 25. They kind of right there together in the same spot almost. So I don't hate that also, Jags pick it all. Also, Lovey, Lovey Smith's defense down there in Houston going up against the Colts. That's one to consider also, and the main reason why you want to consider that is because um, Matt Ryan, as uh, much as we're trying to make him into a Hall of Famer, he showed that he was aging last season, and there's a good chance that he's going to age very much. That's why I don't like this Michael Pittman Into pick. this like, I know game yeah, in, in, in the like Dome him. in Houston. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't like this Michael Pittman play at 5'5". Five, five. Um, I just don't like the quarterback. And then to be honest with you, we hadn't got to your fro- your five picks. I don't know who they are, but the Colts being seven point favorites on the road in this division game, I don't know. Like you know, we want to wild questionable. Bet out there. Uh, I've got Texas about nine. Seven, I got about eight Texas games. Plus that, seven. I got eight games that I that I have as my initials. I, I'll put out my frozen five Saturday morning. Um, and explain why I'm picking each team. Just, you know, letting you think in my head. No statistics in the first three weeks because I don't trust numbers unless there's injuries involved uh, right now because it's very hard to really 
dig too deep into the analytics when you don't have, you know, a baseline to really go off of, especially with so much change that we're we're seeing over the last few years. But the Colts is definitely one that I've been considering because them being a seven point favorite on the road, the Texans played really hard last year. They did. They did. They They got the same quarterback coming back. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins. Mills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, And they have a really good rookie running back, uh, Damian Pierce. For some reason, I didn't mention Chase Evans. Yeah, Damian Pierce was one I was looking at. I was wondering about him and Brees Hall. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I'm wondering. Yeah, and they they leaning toward toward, you know Pierce is going to be that running back. Like I said, I don't know why I stopped to see you. I didn't mention Chase Evans at five two. For Miami, they did pay him to go down there. And Damian Pierce at 4-8, that's when I remember I didn't go. But Pierce at running back. So they have, like, these pieces on offense. And I think that they do play a little bit hard. I don't think the defense is going to be great. But Matt Ryan isn't great either. So it's not like he's just going to – I don't see him picking them apart. Now, old guys, you know, weeks one through four, it isn't time for them to be on fire uh, yep. coming out the gate. But, you know, that's a – it's a shake game, you know, requires some dig, some some deep dive. So you can find some gems there, man. Defense, offense, a little bit of everything in that game. Definitely, that's definitely. You, All that's right. That's how you build some lineups. That's how you build some lineups. That's how you make that money, baby. That's how you make that uh, money. Yeah. So um, we'll wrap this bad boy up. It's been great talking to all of you. The OSG, myself, Jay, here with Unfair Fantasy Sports. Going to give you all this content every week, talking daily fantasy. You'll have my Frozen 5 on Saturday morning as well as this content here. Hit us up. Make sure you jump in the comments and let us know what you think, what players you're looking at going with. Give us some of your lineup suggestions. We may talk about it on the next show. Uh, we appreciate yeah. the time. OSG, thanks a bunch, man. Ready for the report. Let's do it. Let's go for it. The report drops on Saturday afternoon-ish. It'll be at least be ready for you by Sunday morning. You can read the well It's about a 9 to 12-minute read. It'll give yeah. you all the players that we talked about here in this video for you to go through. But this is a great way for you to listen, think about it, digest the information, and then Sunday go through and pick those players out. But I'll also post a list of players on our Instagram account as well as on our Twitter account. And you'll see those, um, or you can see them around this border from us. But uh, with that, we'll chop it up with y'all in a few days. Yep. Peace. Good luck. Happy betting. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com Internet for details.